0: May 13th, 2007, it's a Watt from Pedro show.
1: The next room to see if he's okay, he's safe. My life is not worth living without him. So I chose him before anything. There is no going back. Miguel needs him, but if he's with me, he can't help them. He chose me. I chose to live my life with him. No matter what happens along the way, we'll be together. The terror is already close by But we are not afraid As long as we are together I feel as if I'm about to cry I felt his hands a mind while he sleeps.
0: What from Pedro show? That was um, the story of the daughter in the Savior's Village by Migu, and we started off the show with Spiral by John Coltrane, which I find myself in currently. <laughs> Life is a hard classroom, huh? No. I'm grateful for a lot. So don't. Well, I hope you don't feel like taking anything for granted. Um, thank you, John Coltrane. And Migu, I got to meet two thirds of Migu, um, I don't know, a week, um, you yeah, know, it was a week ago. Uh, the husband and wife that plays bass and drums in Cornelius is also two-thirds of, uh, Migu, Shimmy, and, uh, Yuko. And, uh, they invited me to see, uh, them play at the El Rey with this, uh, band from Tokyo called Cornelius, which I didn't know much about, but it was pretty, uh, <laughs> incredible music. And, uh, there was another cat too uh there's four of them all together hey hey are you or something? um but yeah, it was pretty impressive I was uh awestruck <laughs> it was a trip, and um they're very nice people, and it's a trip when you uh, i mean this might might happen when people Meet me. I mean, I hope I don't let them down. Or anything, but, you know, there's the music, and then you meet the folks who make it, and that's always a trip. So, they're very kind to me, and uh, even uh, suggested I uh, do some <laughs> music with them. So, maybe uh, yet another Watt project. Huh? Side mouse. I mean, I could learn a lot from playing with these people, believe me. So we'll see what happens. I was uh, very grateful to get to see that. Uh, I want to apologize for not having a show for almost yeah, six weeks, huh? But I had a tour. And even though I brought the mic and you know music and stuff and ready to do it on the road, the Stooges did the uh, first. U.S. tour since a reunion. In fact, last month, April, that makes four years now, they've been playing since, uh, I don't know, '74, '75. Yeah, it was 1974. And, uh, I was still in high school. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, I got a diary up on the Hoop page. If you want to read what I chimped about it. Uh, turned 60 in San Francisco on the 21st of April. And that was an incredible show. They all were pretty wild for me. Uh, all challenges, of course. And uh, yet another classroom. But uh, what an opportunity for me, man. Uh, and, <laughs> I'm still the biggest fan, you know. Uh, I always will be, and uh, hearing it, by having a hand and trying to help help those guys is, yeah, it's a mind blow. <laughs> I don't know how to how more strongly put it, but uh, I enjoyed it a lot. We have like twenty five, twenty six gigs coming up this summer. Uh, I leave on the 25th for a gig on the 27th in Holland. But uh, I'll get in another show next week. And in fact, um, yeah, um, I'll have an interview. I have one this show. In fact, we're going to hear that right now. Uh, Chris Novoselic came to town. He he lived here until he was like 12 or something. And and then moved up to Aberdeen in uh, Washington State. But he's got family here, so he came back to visit. And yesterday he called me up, asked me to, you know, come and rap. And yeah, he wanted to see what changed. And the town had changed a bunch, you know. And I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me, but I, I see it, you know. But since I live here, you know, the the gradual thing dulls the perspective a little and I don't want to be sentimental or nostalgic or anything. No, no, what? Never. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm not with brother Matt today. He's been really busy. I'm here in my and Pedro. So if you're missing his voice and spirit, so am I. But anyway, I got to talk to Chris yesterday. Um, May 12, 2007. So here's uh, a interview from that. What from Pedro Show. Okay. We're in San Pedro, California. Uh, May 12, 2007. Chris Novoselich, come back. Hi, Mike. How are you? <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. It's been many years, right?
2: Thank you. Were, you were s- yes. saying early 90s? Yes. I remember walking these streets as a... Uh, pretty much a child <laughs> I'm going to the uh, movie theater a couple uh, um, oh, Warner's down the Warner Theater a couple yeah we're on 6th down. Street right now for you people who can't see and you know I'm just looking looking at 6th Street right now it looks like uh, downtown Aberdeen Washington or downtown Astoria Oregon you see the the old buildings a uh, few for lease <laughs> it's just like uh, decentralized commerce uh I guess you could... Uh, there are opportunities. Oh, yeah. If you can make it.
0: Keep people away from the strip malls. I mean, that's who they're competing with.
2: Yeah, they're, they're competing with yeah, centralized. You know, that's free enterprise, too. Oh, yeah. Somebody's making of it. They're going to employ carpenters, electricians. And then, then you see all these shipping containers coming into the port of Los Angeles, yeah. and it's all just manufacturing elsewhere in the Far East. Yeah, yeah, big time.
0: We, I, we're bigger than Rotterdam now. We're the number one can port in the world.
2: I saw those cranes, and I saw the huge uh, container ships coming in. You
0: see those three big green ones? Mm-hmm. They came from China because they're cheaper to build there, and they had to wait for the tide to go down to get them under the Vincent Thomas Bridge. They cleared it by
2: three feet. Wow. <laughs> but, you
0: know... That used to be Todd Shipyard. It's Yangming Terminal Mount, China okay. Shipping. The Germans built it for.
2: Them. Kind of I remember it. when I was a kid there were uh, some of my friends' fathers would work at Todd Shipyard yeah. and they'd bring like all kinds of nice tools home in their and their lunch boxes.
0: The pilfering. it. <laughs> so when we last talked was in San Diego a few years ago Brian. with ties drift. Since then, uh, I was in england when you were in december but i missed you i saw yeah the show because you i had dream. to play on the continent too with my missing men but i flew back to do the stooges and you were playing too
2: we played the same night and uh i played earlier in the day and i fell asleep and i, I got a i caught a bug on the plane And the whole trip, I was just kind of knocked out. Sick. Yeah. But you're playing bass with Flipper. I'm playing bass with Flipper. And we're recording some new tunes. We're going to make a record. And I'm pretty excited about it. It's Flipper. God damn it. Well, how did that happen? It was... I think it was Thurston Moore and John Silva and, uh... Wasn't Falcone Steve, and Steve from uh, Bruce? Steve DePace from Flipper. Oh, Steve. They okay. had the idea. And uh, they called me and I said, yeah, I'll do it. And Thurston was curating the All Tomorrow's Parties Festival. And yeah, it's Ted uh, Falcone and uh, Bruce Luce, Bruce Calderwood. Right. And uh, I came down to Oakland and we started jamming the tunes. I didn't know what to think. And, you know, I. It was a huge influence on me, flipper music. And uh played a t- uh, tune or two, three or four, and then we uh, played Shine. I saw you shine. And it just all clicked, and we conjured the flipper.
0: we <laughs> are taking Will Shatter's place.
2: Yeah, well, I'm the third or fourth bass player. So they were I'm doing the third, gigs before. Fourth bass play- I'm the third bass player since Will... Uh, there were a couple other bass players. Another one also passed away Damn. after uh, Will. Same circumstances. Oh, shit. And, um... You're not afraid? Well, there was uh, Bruno Smartass who, who was the third bass player, and he's, he's alive and well. Good. So he Good. broke the curse. Okay. So I'm told. Okay. So the new album, are you in on the songs? I've been busting out all the riffs we get together. Wow. I haven't been in this place since the Anna Nirvana. It's kinda like uh in utero nirvana type feel. And flipper. Well it's flipper first and foremost, with you know, Steve has that backbeat, and Ted has, just has that avant guitar <laughs> and you got Bruce cranking out the vocals and so I've just been busting out these bass riffs and trying to find that groove and it's it's flipper it's uh, we're conjuring flipper and it's it's uh, coming together hopefully by september we'll have some. how was the uh tomorrow party gig except crazy. for the sickness you know it was our it was our uh third gig ever my third gig with them and uh, it was good i mean uh, it wasn't as good as the stooges i think the stooges <laughs> were amazing by the way well, uh, where was the first one the first one was, was in uh, Seattle, Washington. Okay. And the second one was in Portland, Oregon. And then we went took the plane over to, to the So some warm ups. Yeah, we did some warm up gigs. And uh and then we did then we then we toured the UK and Ireland and by our last show in Ireland, it's kind of a you never you don't think of Flipper as a tight band, but we were <laughs> we were pretty tight. I mean it was it was, came together pretty good. I think. Did you do Sex Bomb? Holy! Totally. Well, we toured with the Melvins. <laughs> and oh, I saw them there. With the two bass. Yeah, two bass, two drum. drummers. And, big uh, business, right. Yeah, big business. Yeah, Corey. And, uh, the singer guy, bass guy. Good band. But they were
0: their own twofer band up in Seattle, right? I think they moved down here to, yeah, be, they did. to be Melvins.
2: And so we would do... We would do uh, a combination Sex uh, Sex Bomb So there were three drummers On Sex Bomb Wow
0: Boredoms well, They're trying to get a gig This summer With 77 drummers 77 <laughs> Yeah on July 7th 2007 Oh that makes sense 77 seven, 2007 77 drummers In Brooklyn so you toured with them right they're a great band man that gig they did Minehead I think was part of England we did yeah and that was a blast they're wearing them
2: smocks whatever yeah it's, a, graduation it's amazing graduation <laughs> they had the smocks on it's amazing music and the way those drums or drummers are integrated yeah. I mean, the kick drums are facing each other like, We usually have a, a drummer with two kicks They kind of face out We have two drummers and two kicks Maybe even three kicks there was, But the two big kick drums are facing each other So it's really um, unique and important
0: Yeah, I thought they were a blast mm-hmm. uh, Do you have plans for more gigs? Or
2: wait for the record? I don't know what we're going to do with like gigs And that mm-hmm. whole part of it um we might do some gigs around the northwest but there's some issues we can't really uh, tour a lot of. okay
0: um what about the prac thing is it like
2: stooges where because we all live in different towns
0: so we just uh, meet at the
2: camp. we have band camp is what we do so <laughs> up at my place in uh Southwest Washington State. Oh, the collective. You still the have collective. that going. we yeah. coming up there. Uh,
0: familia's living there still yeah, on the grounds. Amelia, yeah, my
2: mom's there. Uh, my wife Darby Brandon, my nephew's there. We had uh, nine people at, there for a while. And so <laughs> Flipper was there. And we, had, we put these two long tables together. So it was just a total communal table, this big long table. <laughs> okay, it's dinner time. Everybody come down. We eat. Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> you got the old Volkswagen? I got two of them. rather <laughs> and I are working on a 68 right now. My first bug was 68. 68, and then there's the 63. They're different, you know. Oh, I know. They're different. 63 was 6-volt six years. 6-volt year, but we're going to do we're going to do this one to 12. Yeah, I but put all alternator in it. It's got money. the 40 horse in it. Right. And then this the 68 has a 1600. Right. Which is kind of a heavier body, bigger body. Different bumper. Yeah, it's different. We're locked, it's a yeah. lot different. different. Right? right. It was the first year of the change. They actually went 12 volt and 67. They did in 67. My yeah. friend gave me a 67 bug about a couple months ago. He gave it to me, but it was so rusty. There was nothing. That, there was only a few things that I saved. The uh, the generator stand. <laughs> what else did I save? Uh, a couple other things. A few other little things <laughs> on it, but. Man, the Stooges are so amazing, and Iggy too. Like, I've got a radio show on Coast Community Radio in Astoria, Oregon. I play a lot of just like Stooges, a lot of just Iggy uh, party record, uh, Zombie Birdhouse. Oh yeah, the idiot, the Blondie guys. Yeah, yeah, Zombie Birdhouse is good. Go, villager.
0: I like them all. Um, yeah, he turned sixty in San Francisco. We we did a U.S. tour in uh-huh. April, and. Uh, yeah, 60th birthday, we're at the Warfield, he stage dives seven times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, try- not feet first ones. I mean, these are like javelin tosses, you know, with the arms at the side. I see the bottom of his boot soles, you know. Uh-huh. Balls out, guys, no fear. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> He's pretty kamikaze. I mean, you know, going to every gig, he said, you know, you got to work it like it might be the last one. He says... So the flipper thing was a surprise on me. Oh, yeah. Thurston you know, actually told me and told me to tell, tell no one. I didn't know it was his, he had something to do with the idea, though.
2: Well, you know, I never really quit music. I mean, play guitar like every day, like su guitar mostly. Yeah. But I really got into the political thing. But the more I got into it, I figured out, I kind of found my niche on what really works for me. And um, some people suggested that I run for office and I really thought about it. But I decided not to Because That's like a If you want to do things politically You don't really have to You don't really have to be a lawmaker To do that There's ways that you can make change And, and I think that also like All politics are local too. So if you want to really make a difference In your own life And, and in your community If you just become active um, You can make a lot of change You can do whatever you, you want with it. And the main thing I, I want to do is my issue is electoral reform because our elections are really broken. I know in Washington state and here in California too. And if not the whole United States. And, uh, if, if, it, it, there needs to be a, uh, a, a remedy to, there's so many problems we could talk all day about it. But, and I, and I, and, there, and I believe there is a remedy with like ranked choice voting and proportional voting that is just if you change the rules and make them more inclusive for folks then we'll have a better uh, democratic experience
0: yeah yeah besides okay the people that are elected in now what's up with that
2: what do you think of the, the job well I'm pretty happy with the uh, way the elections went in 2006 and uh, I I uh, it shows that the constitution still works and that people have some sense I mean there was so much hy- hysteria after the turn of the century with the whole 9-11 and the, and the petty nationalism and the fear mongering and the, just the, that willful obedience that too many people defaulted to and um, uh, it seems like there's a, a mentality now where there's, there's more awareness of uh, that people were sold a bunch of goods after 9 11, especially with the fiasco in Iraq. And uh, that resulted in uh, Democrats taking control of Congress in 2006. Washington State Democrats just made a haul in, uh, in uh, uh, last year, 2006. Yeah. Then, again, then again, in California, is so bad. The election electoral system is so bad that there really wasn't a lot of change. I mean, there were Schwarzenegger. Is he a Republican? Is he a Democrat? He's kind of this independent. You know, Uh, 2006 elections brought really showed the uh, how empty Republicanism is, because they're they're supposedly the party of uh, smaller government and uh, private uh, initiative. They're the party of privacy, the party of less spending and fiscal discipline. It's like, not at all. Basically, they're, uh, they're uh, borrow and spenders. Uh, they're uh, uh, state socialists. You know, they, they like a lot of uh, uh, public and government programs, especially those that, that benefit their patrons. <laughs> 2006 was the biggest... The biggest money makers were the defense industries and oil industries. <laughs> Huge patrons of the Republican Party. <laughs> I think they've made more, about three times as much as the uh, S&P average oil companies and defense contractors did in 2006. And the stock market's been pretty, hasn't been very dynamic. It's just been kind of, you know, cutting along. Except if you're into oil and uh, bombs, which is blood money. Yeah.
0: What do you think? uh, There's going to be a change into the guard with the head garbage collector, right? I mean, the term limit. Maybe the guy wouldn't run if they let him anyway.
2: (laughs) He'd never never do it. I mean, he has, like, Nixonian... uh, approval ratings. I mean yeah. come on. Cheney's like at nine percent. <laughs> and they should have never been there in the first place. That he has no George uh, W Bush has no authority to speak on about democracy. He invokes democracy, but his installation was a travesty and um, two thousand and eight, I think it's it's for the Democrats so that's a a race for the democrats to lose and we'll just see how the nomination shapes up i mean there's the front runners hillary clinton is the she's got the 800 uh, pound gorillas her husband it depends on how hard he hits the trail and people uh, recognize if, if they could see a role for him in her administration and so it's kind of like back to the future like well the 90s were actually really good uh time for people in the United States. It was a very prosperous time. On the other hand, versus Bush came in, his folks sucked all the money out of the economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but, um, you know, Obama-Barack, he has the potential to really ignite the imagination of voters and Americans for, for uh, you know, kind of a, a purpose, a vision for the country. There's that kind of optimism uh, John Edwards, well, we'll see how, you know, he's got some ch- personal challenges, and, you know, people want, really want to elect a uh, trial attorney. <laughs> um, Richardson is good, governor, governor of New Mexico. What about Kucinich? Dennis Kucinich is really good. I, I really like his message on peace, and he's like the... He almost has like that Jerry Brown. I love Jerry Brown. Jerry Brown should have been president of the United States. He won office in Cali. Yeah, he's the attorney, attorney general, general. Now, And uh it just depends on how the primary shake shake up. And uh you yeah, know, that's just pretty pretty much the field. I don't know if I missed any missed anybody. Obviously Biden I don't think Biden's gonna get it. Uh, I like Dennis Kasuna, she's the son of an inch. Yeah. A fellow son of an inch. Cleveland. Yeah
0: he was a mayor he was a really young mayor there took on utility companies heard some stuff from uh, people live there Uh, but what about you know when it comes down to the beauty contest the swift boat Technique.
2: Oh yeah, there's that whole thing, that whole uh, assassination character assassination machine, and yeah. oh, they're going to pull that out. They do, yeah. they do that every time. The opposition research, or even just make things up, and yeah, the, yeah, the, the swift voting. you know, that's another reason why I decided I didn't want to get involved in, in electoral politics. It's just like, just all the scrutiny, and a lot of it's a real. The scrutiny. Or, or the just the the, what word am I looking for? You're just you're squaring a target on you, so people are they have every right to criticize you because you're an elected official. You draw a public salary, so it's like, oh God, do I really want to have that kind of microscope on me? I already do. See, that's the thing is I'm I'm pretty famous. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, the whole Nirvana thing is a phenomenon, so I don't know if I really need it. You got really need it, if I really want it. Someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you can see that he's just uh, 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 has an appetite for that. For that kind of I thing, think yeah. part of his career, political career, kind of has an appetite for that whole whole kind of. And, and it helps him more pomp. than probably the party. Oh yeah, he's, Cause he... because you were asking what he was. He wouldn't. He, uh, would he really have gotten elected and made it through a Republican primary? I doubt it. So the whole thing was how he got in was engineered uh, with uh, the rec- through the rec- recall, and yeah. he got in on a. On a plurality ballot, with their, how many? I mean, how many candidates were on the ballot?
0: Jack, uh, the singer of TSOL—that's who I voted for. He yeah. was running. Yeah, they He's were doing construction now. And
2: yeah, I mean, it was just I liked his platform. Yeah, most people voted for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then he had this a uh, lot of image. Oh yeah, he had the whole image, the uh, strong father. That's something that he that Republicans go for—is the strong father yeah. figure,
0: and even the celluloid image.
2: Yeah, an enforcer
0: so, of law and but, uh, the breaker same time, of law, too, though. Huh?
2: If you had someone like Ice-T, if Ice-T would have ran for governor, they would have been like, well, Ice-T, author of the song Cop Killer, <laughs> Ice-T, Cop Killer, Cop Killer, Ice-T, <laughs> Ice-T, Cop-Killer, Cop-Killer, Ice-T. They would have just started with it. But you had Arnold Schwarzenegger in the film Terminator right, yeah. who, who walks in to a gun store as a as an, as his character is an evil robot. He, he loads up with an arsenal. He murders the uh, gun shop owner. Then he walks into a police station and starts shooting uh, Los Angeles uh, police department officers. Or... In the beginning of the film, there's another evil robot that's dressed as a Los Angeles police officer, and Schwarzenegger's plugging him with shell, with slugs, with, yeah. with shotgun slugs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you had someone like Ice-T running, it'd be like, oh, cop killer, cop killer, cop killer, cop killer, cop killer, cop killer. it's See how, they, how there's a double standard? Uh, yeah. Big time. It, it's, just, it's just, and again, it goes back to that whole kind of mudslinging and people with an agenda and... and Don't you think people see through that? No. No. No, they don't. Because then you have, you also have campaigns where, you know, it's so bland. All you need to really say is, I'm for jobs, I'm for schools, and now it's like, you know, the environment or whatever, you know, you kind of have these bland messages and you get out there. I'm against crime. I'm against crime, yeah. I'm (laughs) going to lock up the prisoners and like, you know, I'm against the death penalty. I think it's terrible. And a lot of ways, I'm a libertarian too. Uh, again, the private initiative could work, but I could see—you know—I don't—I don't, I don't use—I uh, don't knock down state socialism rhetorically. I don't use that as a rhetorical tool. and I mean, we went by Ford MacArthur here. I mean, that's just some huge jobs military is a huge jobs program. Come on. <laughs> Do you have public power here? No, you don't, because they gave it all away. They gave it to Enron. See, nobody was paying attention.
0: Yeah. We have the DWP, <laughs> yeah. L.A. City. Long Beach has Edison.
2: Okay. I used to read meters for it. And the Edison's yeah, private. Late 70s, yeah. We have public power in Washington State. It the works, whole state? It works fine, yeah. In 1935, the Washington State Grange... Uh, Grange, They I sponsored this initiative... And they basically nationalized electricity, socialized electricity in Washington State. No private utilities. And uh, it's like uh, uh, (coughs) they did a Hugo Chavez. (laughs) And so every county has is its own public utility district, and the citizens of the county uh, elect three commissioners, public utility commissioners, for six-year terms. It's a nonpartisan deal. And then you have, uh, you know, that's a that's a, that's a socialist system, and it seems like Washingtonians really like it, and voters really like it. Why do they like it? Because the rates are lower, at least twenty percent lower. Why is it at least twenty percent lower? There's no profit in it. And then you have public power, and you also have this. You have public, the public power is this distribution is also fed by public. Public power generation. There's the dams on the Columbia River. Yeah, it's BPA, and that's say, again in the 30s. So Roosevelt. Uh, uh, idea. Do you guys share them with Oregon? Who gets? Yeah, they sell yeah. surplus energy all into the grid and do the whole whole thing. But uh, and so then so you have this publicly owned uh, the utility because it's something that's so vital is electricity and the infrastructure It's like how do you have private. Uh, distribution of electricity when you have to have was like everybody get their own line into the house like no this is my line that's the competition's line that's the other line it doesn't work like that but at the same time you have the public ownership and you have there's no profit in it so you have uh, uh, the electricity's cheaper and that is an opportunity and that uh, uh, nurtures the uh, free enterprise system then you have companies like Microsoft or Boeing or whatever they, you know, they need all this electricity yeah. and cheap electricity feeds yeah. into free enterprise so you can kind of find a balance but my point is is I guess it goes back to republicanism it's just like oh well, that's socialism or whatever it's just like those are just rhetorical tools that they throw around you know uh, well let's socialize medicine like trying to have some kind of you know uh, public uh, health care system we'll throw that around as socialized medicine
0: So it's all about the semantics of words, and labels. What about, like, liberal, conservative? Do those mean anything anymore?
2: I don't know if conservative means anything anymore. I mean, they use them a lot. They throw
0: them around. But do they really... Are people more complicated than simple labels like
2: that? I think so. I think so. And that's why we have... Why I'm interested in electoral reform, that if voters have more choices, you would reflect the values of, of individuals... You have liberals and conservatives, but nobody's really, like, pushing any new ideas. And then you have, like—I would say nobody's pushing any new ideas. That's not the right—that's—I retract that. Okay, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, a a lot of liberal rhetoric is, like, anti-Bush. It's like, well, yeah, we know that it's, like, he's a terrible president, but what are the policy proposals? And then what? And then what is what is the what are the what's the ideology? So it goes back to like breaking down those semantics. Like, no, there's actually you can have some socialism, not Paul Pot socialism or or Joseph Stalin totalitarianism, centralized socialism, but you can have people coming together in a you know in a in a a public uh, arrangement, some kind of like public deal. Get your blend. Yeah. you know for the common good yeah yeah schools public schools a socialized school so. yeah the defense has always been socialized defense right police but department socialized security
0: there's a new trend with these contractors uh, right independent con- n- the military
2: being contracted out in Iraq so private oh, security oh that's a gravy train is what that is big time not just a total gravy train and it's, it's really... It's just too bad. I hope, I hope things change. Things are going to change soon. January 20th, 2009. Just get this all behind us. It should have never happened. Thank you, Rush Limbaugh, and all the people who were, who were behind Bush, and, you know, for nothing. It's just like eight years down the drain, basically. You don't think it'll go further? No, Iran... No, they won't. There's, I don't think there's going to be an Iranian. It's uh, beautiful. One tail light. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the Iranians and Chinese have a lot of uh, agreements with uh, energy and oil. And uh, just the Iranians are helping fuel the economic growth in China. And it's like, and the uh, uh, Chinese are, are uh, helping fuel our reckless government spending. That was six years of Republicanism. Have uh, more—it's more fuel, <laughs> and and so it'd be like they'll just—I think the Chinese will put the kibosh on it because what are they going to do? Bomb Iranian refineries? Yeah. What are we going to have like seven buck, seven dollar gal, gallon gasoline here? I mean, just just for the disruption.
0: So it'll it won't go because everybody. Uh, not everybody, but there's a lot of talk, a lot of fear of that.
2: Well, it'd be nice if those Iranian mullahs would just—they're really bad. You got to remember too that the government in Iran is is bad. They're a they're, they're totalitarian it's a theocracy. Yes, yeah, a theocracy, and uh, but I don't think that's going to last forever. I know that's not going to last forever. Same with the Chinese communists. That's another totalitarian, yeah, right? And that's not going to last forever, too. People are going to get come together under forms of communication. It's going to be the Internet.
0: Yeah, there's gigs there now. Sonic's what? just played there. They're just going to have... The to... urinals played there. Who did? The urinals. Who was the urinals? They were an old punk band from oh, L.A. In the, from the late
2: 70s. Well, see, Karl Marx was off by a suffix. It's not going to be communism that saves the world. It's communication. And people are going to go online and they're going to see how other people live in the world. And think nationalism is kind of dead well or it's going to be <laughs> stunted you know people nationalism's also been a useful tool for for the powers but um
0: yeah but what I just I wonder
2: e- I can only speculate in a hundred years it's the whole world going to speak English you know in, in or least, Chinese <laughs> or Chinese yeah but I think English is so easy for people the alphabet and the, and the grammatically yeah it's, and it's already, it's already the the, lang- the international language of the commerce. Yeah, right. And uh, money makes the world go around. Yeah. And so when they sent that uh, the Voyager into space with the gold uh, LP, it's, there's instructions on how to play it. There's like there's words in Serbo-Croatian, Chinese, Whoa. English, German. Hello, how are you? You know. But you know, in a hundred years, I mean, or the or you know, I haven't been to San Pedro in 30 years, but things are—you know—things change. Nothing stays change. And That's the way of the world. People are going to be uh, communicating. Where's the next big music scene going to come from? If everybody's online, maybe the new trend. Because we're still doing rock and roll, which is like 50-year-old form of music, and uh, something's going to come out of somewhere. You know, again, Southeast Asia. Somewhere in China or Africa. Central Asia, Africa. Well, Africa. Yeah, Africa has always been on the forefront of music, and uh, it's, you know it's going to be more of a global phenomenon. Or things can decentralize too. I mean, if you're into that kind of music, you'll find it. And, and, I mean, people are already—it's uh, kind of like an associ- associating online. you go to their. You have their friends on MySpace. So you find your friends on the internet. You have your chats. and It's like a virtual community. People need, need to come together. I remember when I first went online in like 1992 uh, is when I first went online. And I was on Usenet, okay? Oh yeah. And that was a total decentralized deal, right? And it was just text. And you used to get on these user groups. Right. Okay? Okay. And you could just Post on the, on the post text, right? And then I got this uh, deal called uh, America Online AOL <laughs> and KO uh, hey, oh, Hell, you know. And it was basically this is the internet as brought to you by AOL, all right, all right? And I would download it, and I had a 2400 baud phone modem, and it took me two minutes to download the CBS logo. I'm like this, but then I, I got a browser and I got onto the World Wide Web. It's like, whoa, oh, this is the Wild West. Yeah. WW Wild West World. Yeah. And so they they could come up with a scheme with like, uh, maybe it's a, it's a whole net neutrality thing. Right? It's just yeah. a scheme like, oh no, this is all private. You sign up with the, with the private mega company and then they, they kind of decide whose sites are on there. But I don't know if that's going to happen, or maybe the cat's out of the bag. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully. So you
0: know, you know the argument. Oh well, there's
2: uh, plans to build bombs on the internet. Yeah, there'll be some kind of scapegoat or something to scare people. But when you talk about nationalism too, I mean, there's like yeah, petty nationalism. I mean, that's what like busted up the former Yugoslavia was just, just the, the communist nationalism fell to the wayside and so then it came into uh, ethnic nationalism was replaced and things people fanned those those flames. old fumes yeah they and they fan, fan the old fumes and then ironically you know you can Serbia and Croatia and Slovenia and Bosnia- Herzegovina and are all on track to be part of the uh, European Union another Federation yeah so it's like what was it all about people are coming together right they got it but but then there's some essential things too it's like what I try to remind people of is you can you can dismiss nationalism and you should like petty nationalism and then of course there's just that BS uh, patriotism but there's some important things like the United States constitution and the ideals that it protects are, are pretty astounding yeah Really, and the way the whole system is set up, with the, uh, it's it's something that we shouldn't take for granted, and that and that we should make sure it stays intact. Yeah, to it. See, and so when they founded the United States, the power was given to the document and these ideals, and everybody else had to like, those are the rules, and that's what we're going by. And is it perfect? No, and if there's been a you know, slavery and. Segregation. What about internet with music? Oh you know? well, then those are those are property issues. Yeah. So you know, private property. If you're time and money into creating this content, I believe that that's your private property, and you should you should have control on, on how it gets distributed, because someone will just take it away from you. You're like, oh, I want to have my little uh, website with all my favorite songs on it, and I'm going to be cool. And it's like, but you didn't make any of these songs. You didn't. You didn't do this. And so, this basic, the basic notion of property. Uh, you know, we, you could, if you can get some land, or even you could live. Even- even in this society, you can live collectively. You can you can associate with people with the same values, and you can share things. You can uh, have, uh, do things cooperatively. Start a co-op. Join your own local food co-op or whatever. But you don't have right the right to take something that belongs to somebody else.
0: But uh, to enforce that,
2: that means that means you need to have a law and that's again the constitutional form of government is that the legislature call those dick extenders dick extenders the legislature passed these laws are they fair sometimes the way the legislature went about it no they, but that they might have to do something to the electoral system which goes back to that but it's, it's property rights again. it's like you own that van why should someone take it away from you I mean you work for it bought it. Same thing with music. People will take people they take people take things if you let them. that's why you have a a club on your on your uh, (laughs) steering wheel. People take things. Anti-donate maneuver. People take things. So they do that on the internet. They would just take it the same thing, look at the Napster. I mean, they were some people were putting some serious bread in the Napster, venture capitalists. What were these? Some kind of like ideologues, Leninists, uh they wanted to have these they wanted a collective culture uh of uh no property. It's like no. They were they were out for a buck. They wanted to make money. And they, they were just gonna it's again and then who gets screwed in the end? The hardest. always. The people who make the music. Or did the who gets who is the traditional uh, people in the uh, get gets taken same situation the artist
0: so the next problem is going to be up on the net
2: no there's, 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 they're sorting that out yeah again too things should be really voluntary too like, if you want to give your music away go right ahead do you want to ha- have a, a some kind of collective, cooperative structure? Does anybody have a secret? Have a secret.
3: With that,
4: you back
0: And Pedro show that was Kayoko with uh, I'm exciting very nice and uh, <laughs> um, yeah Chris Novoselic very exciting very nice always a pleasure to talk with him interesting cat and glad to see him uh, back on the base you know now with Flipper God you know the Minutemen played with them years ago up in San Francisco it was a wild gig. I can't remember what it was called. 10th Street something. Maybe. My memory. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of shit thrown at us. (laughs) Lit cigarettes, I remember. Some full beers (laughs) in the can. Uh, But it was, was, you know, uh, it was a great gig. Dee Boone was wailing, and Georgie was roaring on the drummy. And uh, I've... I tried my hardest uh, to keep up with those two. And Flipper was amazing. And I've seen them a bunch of gigs, but not many years. So it's good to know they're out playing. And even better to know that um, Mr. Novoselic is rocking the bottom with them. And it sounds like a big hand in the songwriting for the next album, too. So that, that's righteous. Uh, Chris. Uh, yeah, you can take the boy out of Pedro, but you can't take the Pedro out of the boy, <laughs> the man, <laughs> something like that. He was tripping on uh, some of the ways things changed a little bit, and uh, he dug seeing a kayak, too. He'd have a hard time fitting in it. He's a big man. Oh, yeah, when we got done spieling there, he had to go eat with his folks. Well, it's people. His mom lives up with him in Washington, but um or yeah. Or is it Oregon? <laughs> I think it's Washington. By the river in the south. But anyway, um we went across the street and uh the Union War surplus and he got a man purse. I guess this thing was for um Gas masks, uh, hold your gas masks in the military. And uh, it had a pouch that he thought was needed. It held his uh, Blackberry uh, leash thing just perfect. So <laughs> he was into that. And, uh, yeah, we saw Normans. That's where you would buy your cords, you know, your fancy Levi's. And you had to dress up. <laughs> Tommy's Yacht Club, all that. Tommy's just got sold. There's new owners. And uh because I saw the change of ownership uh notice up on the front of it there, and um I wonder if there's plans for that. Um last week, no, or the week before. Yeah, it was the week before. I was home for a few days and I did it a gig with tom and raul and missing men here in Pedro at harold's another bar this one's from the 50s early 50s and uh yeah a cat named harold ran it for a long time i think his son owns it now but they were closed for a while and they reopened and i uh, got to play um or we got to play with uh toby vale from uh kill rock stars you know and um she's a drumming in this band it ain't her band but she's drumming for him. and uh, they wanted to play Pedro so Todd over at Recess Records he's a cat from Torrance so he moved here I, I've had him on the show I should have him on again because he's a righteous cat uh, excellent musician and a great skater <laughs> anyway uh, yeah I Missing Men played another gig too Oh, sorry for thumping the table there. But um, up in San Francisco, we had some um, time. There was a day off between the two Warfield gigs, and uh, we played for the Slap Magazine's 15-year birthday party. And uh, the band before us, we had uh, Tony Guerrero, Ray Barbie, and Chuck Treese, who were amazing musicians and skaters themselves. So, um Yeah. Got some missing men coming up this week, too. Uh, uh, two shows opening for Melt Banana. A band I got to play for before. Uh, Righteous Man. Uh, end of the second hour now. No, <laughs> it's the end of the first hour. Uh, May thirteenth, two 2007. Hold tight for hour two. May thirteenth, two 2007. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Here's some Cornelius. <laughs>
5: hand, an asshole, holy, everything is holy, everybody is holy, everywhere is holy, every day is in eternity, every man's an angel, the bum is holy as a seraphim, the madman is holy as you, my soul, are holy, the typewriter is holy, the poem is holy, the voice is holy, Ecstasy is holy, holy Peter, holy Allen, holy Solomon, holy Kerouac, holy Hunky, holy Burrows, holy Cassidy, holy the unknown buggered and suffering beggars, holy the hideous human angels, holy my mother in the insane asylum, holy the cocks of the grandfathers of Kansas. Holy the groaning saxophone Holy the bop apocalypse Holy the jazz bands, marijuana, hipsters, peace and junk and drums Holy the solitudes of skyscrapers and pavements Holy the cafeterias filled with the millions Holy the mysterious rivers of tears under the streets Holy the lone juggernaut Holy the vast lamb of the middle class. Holy the crazy shepherds of rebellion. Who digs Los Angeles is Los Angeles. Holy New York, holy San Francisco, holy Peoria and Seattle, holy Paris, holy Tangiers, holy Moscow, holy Istanbul. Holy time in eternity, holy eternity in time, holy the clocks in space. Holy, the fourth dimension. Holy, the fifth international. Holy, the angel in Moloch. Holy, the sea. Holy, the desert. Holy, the railroad. Holy, the locomotive. Holy, the visions. Holy, the hallucinations. Holy, the miracles. Holy, the eyeball. Holy, the abyss. Holy, forgiveness, mercy, charity, faith. Holy, ours, bodies, suffering, magnanimity. Holy, the supernatural, extra-brilliant, intelligent, kindness of the soul.
4: What can you do with this gift?
3: To find out what's inside.
0: from pedro show um started off the second hour there well first chunk of music for the second hour with uh, gum by corneas uh, maybe it's our like our word chewing gum you know but uh pretty wild huh i wish the bass would have been that loud though at the gig that was the only thing hurting they had the shimmy was too tiny the guy's a great i'm I think he does a lot of guitar, but in this band he plays bass, and I was really digging on what he was doing, so you can hear it here. I don't know if he plays on the record, though. I don't know much about it. I'm just finding out about this band. Um, and then we had I Am Daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that. I play that role. My three-quarter have been eliminated. Um that has a cat in the band Stefano Pilano Pilaya yeah sorry Stefano because it, it's just like my ma's ma's name my grandmother's name uh, Piaia. only one letter is different so I think it's because uh, uh, hers was P-I-A-I-A and this is P-I-L-I-A palia yeah if I fucked it up, my uh, sincerest apologies. I met Stefano uh, on the last Second Man tour, uh, the only Europe tour of uh, my uh, Second Man's Mill Stand opera, and he was with us for the six Italian gigs. And uh, he's part of uh, this uh, another yet another scene in Italy that's more like ambient music. I know I've played a lot of the jazz core stuff with the zoo and square and lepers and uh frog women <laughs> my memory so my apologies, but uh yeah, a lot of interesting uh scenes all over the world, you know Pedro too even uh, yeah, so uh it's exciting for me, you know the world's a classroom, not always the most general lessons but interesting ones huh and music a righteous teacher um, a footnote to how by Allen Ginsburg you gonna everybody knows about how right This famous poem well this is the the footnote here and that's mr. Ginsburg himself reading it I got to meet him once he's uh reading from a book his last book because he died not too long after, and uh, yeah, he was a character, <laughs> man. You know, it's yeah, it's too much, so but uh, interesting guy. And uh, what can you do with this gift by Smoky Emery? Uh, that that band's got a cat named Sam, a, a guy I met. That I really like a lot. He lives in England, but his partner Daniel here uh, lives in Austin and flowed me this. It's something they did a few years ago. Uh, because I, you know, since meeting Sam, Sam Duke, uh, you know, I want to know what kind of music, because I saw him playing in another band. It wasn't his band, so I was interested in his own music. So I, I think this is collaboration, but one day I'm going to get Sam Music. From Sam and uh, I can't wait. And uh, his buddy Daniel—I don't know if he's from Austin, but he lives there. And uh, he had something to do with this other band, Two Ticks, with, uh, with the Unknown Army of the Passing Parade. So they—they they like big titles, huh? Not just gum. <laughs> Gum's cool. Uh, we had dose practice yesterday, and Care brought me these three uh, wire cds of stuff i guess when they had a, a another member in the band and for 1976 and some uh practice uh things and uh can't wait to listen to that um uh, speaking of sounds i i got a lot of stuff on tour people gave me and uh Oh yeah, in uh, Memphis, I played, in Memphis, I got to see Jerry Lee Lewis, he was great, I mean, an older gentleman, you know, but, he had to stop the show a couple times because of fighting, It's one of them crowds, you know, with the beer in each hand, baseball hat, not to stereotype anyone, but, there was a lot of cool people there, but, maybe some got a little borracho and threw some chingasos and. And Jerry, you know, simmer down. Or, I'm trying to do a show here, you know. <laughs> it's so funny that this cat comes on stage and he's like, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Jerry Lee Lewis, you put the rock and roll, you know, all the rock jock. He must have been one of them, maybe. And uh, now the killer, you, 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 you got to cool out, you know, and not fight or the killer won't keep playing. Because <laughs> that's his nickname, you know. But, uh Yeah. That was a trip. And right by the river. In fact, it was a trip to uh, about playing the gig. I was looking at a river, my pop's people, his daddy was from um, Earl, Arkansas, which is, uh, you know, West Memphis. You know, 10, 12, 15 miles. Um, and so I was kind of looking out that way, you know, uh, well, I play in the gig, and this trip about that, and cats have been playing. But I found some music uh, at a, a great store there called Goners and uh, like the uh, the headcoats, and uh, yeah, awesome color and a little Richard thing. Just a whole bunch. I got a lot of... And also on tour, uh, folks gave me stuff. So, got a lot of music to play. Uh, <clears throat> interesting. And, uh... Righteous. Uh, oh, speaking of my ma, it's Mother's Day. And uh, me and my sister Melinda took her to chow. At Pacific Diner here in Pedro. Uh, usually Sunday mornings, uh... She cooks us a breakfast, child, but we had someone, <laughs> we paid someone to rustle it up this morning. My little sister, Marilyn, yeah, my little 44 uh, year old sister, <laughs> she'll always be my little sister, but uh, she couldn't make it. But me and Melinda were there. And uh, let's hear it for the Ma's. Much respect. Here's some more music. What from Pedro Show? <laughs>
6: With nothing left to say You know I always like to leave things in that way And you know I'm beginning to like the snow Oh and it's as if we're the only one
0: Okay, people, I went and checked, and it's Stefano Pilia, P-I-L-I-A, so yeah, the, he has an L where my grandma had an A, okay, uh, sorry, man, scoozy, scoozy, fucking dumb fuck what. so anyway, I, I had to get that cleared up, because uh, I respect Stefano much. Uh, he's involved with a lot of projects. Uh, yeah, you got to check his stuff out. Uh, I got I think he's got a website somewhere or something. Where do people find songs? <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, check him out because he's a great cat. And if you meet him and you say you heard him on Watch Show... That he fucked up saying the name but then corrected himself. Okay. Right there, that was it out by position normal. Before that, Sunday afternoon uh, by Maya Elaine. It is Sunday afternoon, huh? Yeah, I found that. I think they were on a bill with the Agit Pop. Uh, Agit Pop, old friends of mine, and they'd gotten back together, and uh, one of them. Uh, sent me an email about a gig coming up, and that was on the bill. So, see, so you just check stuff out. You know, you stumble onto things. It's pretty righteous the way uh, tangential learning can uh, hip you to fucking happening stuff. Um, don't care me, Yumi me, Yumi, me. and we start off with "Did you feel it too?" Go team. Uh, Sam, that's who he plays with. That's why I played that. And same with the... Uh, oh, um, I, th- I think this is a new song or a demo or something. Because uh, they got an album coming out in September at Go Team. That's where I met Sam. He's the one in the band that knew about me. Um, Somebody, uh, one of his buddies had made a giant painting of D-Boone. Uh, you know, on Double Nickels he's got his uh, driving his we're all driving cars but D. Boone's driving his so Impala in palace Bob gave him with a big gash in the door and some dude made a painting of this a giant painting and, and so yeah Sam's a sweetheart man you know I was at Raymond's yesterday and cause I'm thinking of uh, got the artwork for this foot and north thing and Raymond painted it for me Yeah. Now, when we were boys, me and Dee Boone's favorite movie was The Sand Pebbles, so Raymond thought, well, hell, Steve McQueen, you know? And as Jay Coleman in The Sand Pebbles, and he drew me up this thing of him, you know? Steve McQueen was famous for his squint, you know? So he's got this squint going. And I have to admit, me and Dee Boone couldn't really tell what the movie was about. We were too young, and... But I found out later... In fact I read the book you have to read the book Richard McKenna wrote it and it's it's not about military or even boats you know or sailors uh it's it's a human thing it, some deep things and it's it was a mind blow I I didn't even know a book existed really until I stumbled into on it in a second-hand uh, bookstore, you know, on a Portal for Pyros tour. Actually, that and my experience with Perry there led to me making my first opera, Contemplate in the Engine Room. It was uh, pretty profound on me. You know what was profound on me? This tour was in D.C. at the beginning of the tour. I was in uh, the Capitol there. I went down to the uh, Tide Pool, Tidal Pool, basin, wherever. and by the Jefferson Monument, they got all these uh, uh, cherry trees we got in the teens, in the, two different times, the teens in the 50s, I think, and uh, from Japan, and they were in the bloom, in the big bloom, you know, And it, it was pretty intense, it was pretty cold, too. <laughs> I mean, the sun was out bright, you know, it was, uh, you know, back east, it can be like that, it'll be bright Yellow, uh, yellow orange sun but it's still freezing <laughs> you know here if it's in Cali if it's cold it's because the sun ain't showing it's gray or you know rainy or something it's not like sunny and cold usually anyway uh, that was profound uh, on me it was uh, sometimes I find myself in these uh, situations you know where uh, it's a uh it's a setup for epiphany, kind of thing, but not really epiphany because it doesn't come to me little. It comes so much at once, it just fills me, and I, I can't really put it right. Epiphany is where it brings everything together into a, a thing, a bite, right? You can deal with, but this is maybe convex of that, huh? No, convex would make little things into big, right? Well, it's, a, it's everything coming together, but then it's too too much. You know, like Ulysses. <laughs> right? Uh, God, that reminds me of a poem. I should re- read a poem that was given to me. I will after the next a bunch of music, huh? That's what I should do. It's a beautiful thing. People are very nice to me and Really, they've been so generous with me. So, uh, much respect, okay? Don't want to sound like a fucking idiot, but I kind of am. So, um, yeah, I was at Raymond's, and he drew uh, drew me this thing. He's got to go to Italy uh, tomorrow. He's got a big show there, I think in Venice. And when Raymond does a show, he goes early so he can paint up the room and get it all ready, you know? And, uh... gonna miss him I think he gets back I think he gets back a few days because see I'm back and forth all summer and so I think I'm home a little few days so maybe we can see ponies or something but so it reminded me of the old days when I would you know be there with him and he'd be doing his work and we'd be rapping because Raymond's always working man he's uh he loves drawing you know painting and stuff but he uh, can kind of dual process it, huh? So, yeah, I'll be sitting there and discussing things like with Raymond, man, you can talk everything, and you will <laughs> if there's enough time. And man, you know, I don't stay up as late as much, but in the older days, man, it would go on and on, and it wasn't, it wasn't just heating up the air, you know heating up the molecules by moving the air. It was, uh... He's an interesting cat. <laughs> he's the best. Love him. So, you know, I said, well, Raymond, I'll get a picture of this. You know, Steve McQueen is Jake Coleman. Kind of, though. It's a Raymond thing, you know. It's kind of from... You can see his bib, and he's got his hat on, you know, like an enlisted man. Uh... I'll take a picture I'll bring it back and he goes no no man let let me sign it and he he gave it to me St. Raymond (laughs) he's given me a lot but just I mean his time and his spirit and his knowledge all all that man (laughs) I'm not trying to say like Raymond because he would never say this either you know he's more special than anybody else but you gotta really what I'm trying to pass on or try to pass on to you here is man folks that around you are valuable they're great everybody's got something to teach you even if you have to say bye you know then they teach you from far they teach you not being there but there's the memories and you would think about what they would yeah people uh, you know it can be a happening thing there's something about uh, being your own person and having autonomy. But then, you know, there there's a gift of the humanity that's incredible. Just as long as ain't coercive, huh? <laughs> we don't need any of that. Well, we need some music here. Okay, Waffenbieter Show. From Pedro show uh that was um o yeah a band called o with easted, easted desert <laughs> pretty clever uh and before that we had a Nintendo trip by super cali <laughs> super califragilistic ha. <expialidocious> tone. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Here <laughs> for band names. Uh and a tune called Yeah, N- Nintendo Trip. I use that w- word trip a lot. Huh. I think it was from France in uh, the Super the uh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> Wasn't that where it was? Or something a movie like this from. Not the sand pebbles, okay. <laughs> She's a feeder. That's the one I remember from the Sam sand pebbles. But I think they're from Japan. Speaking of which, next hour uh, well I'll get into it, I'll tell you about it. We also got the uh conclusion of uh the Ghost Islands with Jack Flanders next hour. Uh but um uh, yeah. It's a trip, you know. Uh I got a whole bunch of music coming. Well, this guy made his own segment, uh newspaper writer man and uh, named Daniel. Uh, I guess he uh, heard um uh, uh, with their thing from London in Fe- February, I think. And uh, so he made his, you know, he's a, he's an Englishman, but he lives in Japan. He's a writer. And, uh, yeah, here's music he's listening to. So that's what we'll be, uh, here in the next the third hour, so I guess I don't have to tell you much about it next time because I just did. Uh, hell, I wanted to tell you about, or did I already tell you about Pelican? We had our debut gig, ah, uh, but um, yeah, we're running out of time. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Hold tight for hour three. May thirteenth, two thousand seven. Uh, here's part 11, the thrilling conclusion to Jack Flanders and the Ghost Islands.
7: Man, it's a jungle out here. This must be the clearing. And there, that's the cave. You don't see anybody. Claudine? Dominique? I'll check in the cave. I don't like the feel of this. Dominique, hello? No luck? There's a lot of money here. where did they go? Uh, Claudine, can you hear me? This ground is feeling spongy. You notice
1: that? Jack,
7: Jack, Claudine, what what, what's wrong?
1: We're all right.
7: It sounds strange.
1: We are running. From what? Uh, We are not being chased. Where are they? Uh, They are taking us to Bunny.
7: Uh, Are you all right? Yes. How do we find you?
3: Meet us at the boat.
7: Don't tell me where you are.
3: There is no time.
7: man, my feet are sinking.
3: Jack, I'm telling you, go to the boat.
7: Claudine? Claudine? Things are getting a little soupy. Uh, I have no idea where she is. I think you gotta trust her. Mojo, I, I can't just leave her here. Listen, she knows what she's doing. We don't. And we're sinking. What? You're up to your ankles. Oh, my God, you're right. Pull yourself out and let's get out of here. Uh, okay. Come on. Uh, let's go to the boat. It's time for the old booger. What is that? She don't
1: fail me now. Oh. Whew, whew, finally. What is that? Is that a temple? Yes, it is. Why is it shimmering? Una. Munina. Bunny. She's in here! Is she captive? No. Bunny? Claudine? Ah, Dominique? Are you okay? Why are you here? We have to leave. Did you come for me? What do you think? I'm staying. Bunny, you can't! You are not one of them! I like it here. They're nice to me. The island is disappearing. You'll be safe here. You can't stay. Yes, I can. Una? Dinu? Bingnak Nutuchi?
7: Dinu, no. Tanga, no.
1: You see? You can't stay. You came here and ruined it. Why? It's not your life. I will tell you, but we've run out of time. Look, look out there. The island, it's vanishing. So, how are you going to leave now? I don't know.
7: I should have bought those infallible Mickey Mouse shoes. Yes. Come on, get in the boat. Oh man, yeah, that was like running on an island made oh. of Jello. Gave me the chase Yeah, look, the island is disappearing. This doesn't look good. Claudine, can you? Hit? Oh, damn it, my walkie-talkie's filled with water. Yeah, mine too. Do you think they'll, they'll sink through the island and, and maybe we'll just find them swimming out here? Maybe. Hey, the sun's coming up. Hmm. Hey, look out there. What? You see over there. What is that? It's moving toward us. I, I can't make it out. Maybe hey, you need a little more room. Mojo, I don't think. Wait a minute. It's big and it's fuzzy. I bet it's a lot of fuzzies. You're right. They're gliding above the water. Oh, man. If they're coming for us, we are cooked. Hey, look. Look what they're carrying. They're riding above the waves. I I, I see Claudine and Dominique, but but I don't see... She's with them. Oh, yeah, there she is. It's funny. Now that's traveling in style. They're waving <laughs> Bunny doesn't look happy Oh well, you know, teenagers I thought they called them young adults Yeah, I don't know why So the three were gently deposited into the dinghy The fuzzy ones bowed and we bowed back and then they just floated away Bunny was crying Dominique held her and whispered something in her ear, Bunny stopped crying. She looked at me and smiled. I felt like a hero. But by the time we reached the docks, Bunny was glancing at me and giggling. I never did find out what Dominique was whispering, but uh, if it works, it works. What the heck? And later, back at the Pelican's Pouch, Jack? Yes, Claudine?
1: We can leave San Miguel.
7: You accomplished what you came here for? No. Have the islands disappeared forever? Yes. Do you know why? No. Do they know why?
1: Sometimes we never know.
7: But they we... are okay.
1: Yes, they are. And Bunny? She is going back to school.
7: Huh? Well... She's had quite an experience.
1: (laughs) She is very special. I know. And you are too.
7: (laughs) I am, aren't I? (laughs) Claudine, you are absolutely Hey,
1: you
6: too. Are you going to join
7: us? (sighs) In a minute.
6: You
1: are saying?
7: Amazing. You are absolutely amazing.
1: I am blushing.
7: No, you're not.
1: (laughs) Well, shall we join them?
7: I have one more question.
1: Yes, Jack.
7: Where did you learn to speak fuzzy tongue? Uh,
1: Do you mean speak fuzzinese? Yeah. Oh, I I just picked it up. From where? From a fuzzy. Where else?
7: But... No more questions. Thank you. Mm. Hmm... Do I get a kiss for every question I don't ask? We'll see. Can I have another?
1: No. Why? Because you just asked a question. Oh,
7: I can't win.
1: Jack, you already have.
0: Well, there you have it. Jack... It makes it yet through another trip. Now, this was done in 2006. And the first one was in 1971, Fourth Tower of Inverness. So that's, uh, yeah, 35 years of tripping. <laughs> Maji bye Anyway, you know, um, a lot has happened in these six weeks. One of uh, the things that happened uh, besides the tour and Missing Man gig, was the first Pelican Man gig. And that's a band me and Petra got going now, just violin, singing from her and me on bass. And uh, she got roped into doing this benefit. So, I mean, we've been planning on doing this for a couple years now. and But, uh, yeah, she got roped into this thing, so... I said sure I'd help out I gave her a bunch of tunes because I was out on tour I didn't have a lot of time to work with her you know uh, but she did great and you know let's see we did a couple we we covered a Migu song floating, and uh, one that her, Petra and Yuka does so those are the only two I really had to learn all the rest were mine <clears throat> and uh, yeah for the floating tune I mean, it's got a guitar, you know, so, but I faked the arpeggios on the bass, and Petra's got a great ear, and she uh, she picked out all the notes for me, and so I'd, I think I even blew a clam. I mean, I blew some clams, you know, my own tunes and stuff. It, it was just very nervous when it came time to do, you know. I was prepared very well. It wasn't just that I wrote them and knew them. I had been practicing big time, but it was an outside gig and all these people, they were very polite and it was quiet and man, it was a pants shitter. (laughs) I mean, I get scared at a lot of gigs, but this was pretty intense. I guess they all are pants (laughs) shitters. You know, I got into this music stuff to be with D Boone. You know, I just wanted to be with him and to be doing it all these years later is such a trip. I don't have the nerve for it a lot, you know. But anyway, I got through it. And anybody listening who was there, uh, please know I'll do better next time. And I don't know a lot of folks said they dug it, but maybe they're just be... <laughs> I don't know. I, I uh let me talk about the duets, though. You know, the whole idea of just two. I mean, I've been doing it a while now with Dose, 21 years, and but. I think it's really helped me with music especially after D-Boom, because there, there's not a lot of hiding in, in a duet and in a 2 fur band, you know? Uh you got to be strong or there no, no mysteries. I mean, they're going to know about it if you're blowing clams. So things like this and uh speaking of which, like another one I'm doing with the Sunshine um I mean, I'm me on bass, but playing along and it's to, it's a challenge for me for sure, okay? It's trippy stuff. <laughs> it's for an art thing, and but I'm getting it together. It's it's all righteous, you know? If it's challenging, then I'm going to learn, you know? It's no sleepwalk. So, uh, yeah, Petra was great, man. She really was. <laughs> for his little time, and we practiced every day. You know, whatever, the five days before. Yeah, and then I had to go do a gig and come right back again. But we did it. It was on the 6th, I think. So just last week. Yeah, it was last Sunday. Oh, boy. So um, now let's get to this thing I was telling you about at the end of the second hour here. This uh, cat from uh, lives in Tokyo, he's from England. He's a writer man, and he uh, heard Kaori from England segment, and, yeah, wanted to play me what he here is going on over there, you know. Uh, so, yeah, why not? You know, so uh, this is, I, I've never met the man, you know, but this is the magic of the Internet, right? And uh, it's Daniel from Tokyo on the Wat from Pedro show.
8: Hi, my name's Daniel Robson. I'm a British music journalist living here in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, I was lured out here about a year ago um, because they have such amazing music and I'd like to share some of that with you now. Uh, This first track is by a band called Go Go 7188, or in Japanese it's Go Go Naniichi Hachi Hachi. Um, I'm kind of shooting my load with this track because this is absolutely one of my favourite songs by one of my favourite bands. Um, and it's called Ukifune. Go go nana ichi hachi, hachi. Uh, That song just never fails to blow my mind. It, it's it's a few years old. It's from one of their uh, earlier records, not the latest one, but I just love it to death. Um, this next band is called Motocompo. They're a Tokyo band. They've been around for uh, for a little while. Um, they together with Poly Six kind of launched the new wave movement here, and um, they're actually coming to play in the UK. Um, I have an agency called It Came From Japan that takes Japanese bands to tour in Britain, and uh, that's what we're doing with Motocompo. This song is called Motor Girl. Moto Motocompo. Um, They're going to be in the UK from 19th of May. They're playing the Great Escape Festival and uh, a few other shows. If you want to know more about It Came From Japan and the tour, go to uh, myspace.com forward slash ICFJ. This next track is by a band called Detroit 7. They're a very noisy, cool Tokyo band. Um, And this track is called This Love Sucks. Wasn't that amazing? Uh, that was Detroit 7. Um, next up, I'm going to play you a, a, quite a kind of up-and-coming band out here. They're called Vola and the Oriental Machine. Um, these guys are kind of really weird, sort of androgynous um, vocalist who reminds me of a kind of on-heat David Bowie or something. Um, but they play just really crazy stuff. Um, this song is called Mexico Pub. Vola and the Oriental Machine. Um, next up, I'm going to play you a track by Shina Ringo. Uh, Shina Ringo is a kind of a really big um, alternative icon in Japan. She's um, very creative, uh, unusual, um, slightly pretentious, but very cool um, musician. She mixes up um, a very kind of traditional Japanese sensibility with know, really modern uh, rock music and, and throws in a lot of kind of weird like jazz influences and stuff and uh, I think she's fantastic. So um, this song is from her new um, solo album which is her first solo album in a long time because she was in a, a band in between and uh, it's called May um and it's got a kind of an English subtitle of Camouflage. That's all gone by really fast. Um, I'm just going to play one more song. Thanks a million, Mike, for uh, letting me play all this fantastic music to your sexy and very well-endowed listeners. Um, I, you know, it, I'm frothing over with joy and excitement to be doing so. Um, this last track is by a band called Miami. Um, it's two girls um, playing kind of synthesizers and, and sequences and... Um, decks and violins and rapping and all sorts of stuff thrown all together and uh, they're a very fun and exciting cool band. Um, they are also going to the UK along with Compo on the same tour so if you like this you know please go check them out and this song is called Shiratama Disco.
0: from Pedro show now did I say Daniel from Tokyo he's, he's from England so it should uh, be Daniel in Tokyo uh, it's Daniel Robson uh, so thank you much Daniel this is some uh, <laughs> and your analysis and your explanations and commentary thank you much for uh, helping people what's up happening over there I mean, I hear some music from over there, over that land, from all kinds of lands, but it it's how it gets to me, you know? I'm not really living in it. I should play more Pedro bands, huh? I'm going to have Todd on the show again from Recess, you know? Uh, uh, Todd Conjolier. He's got a few bands. Uh, one's Toys That Kill. His label's put out a couple hundred records, though, or you know up to almost 200 or something like that An impressive amount and I know Raul my uh, second well he helped with second man but my missing man drummer uh, he plays with Killer Dreamer and uh, Drinker's Purgatory I think those cats uh, have records on Todd's label and Re- Recess Records great label really and um yeah, he, Raul just gave me some vinyl. I wish I could play it from ki- um, Killer Dreamer. I think it's coming out in Japan even. Uh, the No People, a guy named Jin. I gave him a song. He asked for a compilation, but he helped those guys tour over there. First time Raul had been over there. and I go in there in July for one gig with Stooges. Wish it was more. but I get to go to Israel, too, and... Uh, Poland, and Russia. There's some interesting gigs coming up um, for me. And, you know, the lands I've been to, including this one here. Uh, Only one more U.S. this summer. A lot of Palooza in August. You can check the Hoot page. H-O-O-T-P-A-G-E dot com. MikeWatt dot com. Whatever. It'll get you the same place. And it shows you upcoming gigs. It looks like we're going to go to the middle of September. Uh and you know the boiler suit's ready <laughs> I wore it every gig uh, yeah on this tour God I just thought of something have you ever been thinking and just a big heaviness comes over you like wow I thought a realization of something that happened or something a date Um, yeah <laughs> kind of an anniversary or something I want to play some more music because um, we're getting low on the time here. But like I said, I'll have a show next weekend with Chris Kirkwood, too. So, sorry for the six-week gap. Here's some music I want from Pedro Show. by The Headcoats. Before that, we had Iggy and Watt, a song by McRad. Chuck Treese told me he wrote that uh, when he saw the Stooges at the beginning of April. Amazing musician, skater, person, Chuck. Thank you very much. Uh, We had um, ahead of that was um, City Slang. (laughs) Sonic Rendezvous Band. Uh, Got to play with Scott Morgan in Detroit. He opened up for the Stooges. Uh, Sarajevo by Mad City Rockers. Before that, uh, I think their Italian band singing about Bosnia Town. (laughs) It's coming on the end of the May 13, 2007, Watt from Pedro show. Uh, missing Brother Matt, of course, but glad to be able to give you another show. Sorry for the six-week space. Um, I'll try to make a more regular, you know, I'll be bringing the mic with me on tour, so I'll be able to make them overseas, hopefully. And uh, just the one problem was uh, the bus noise The we uh, where we sat me and Steve McKay was in the back and it was over the motor and it put a big old noise on things so it was just impossible to do on the rides and no excuses <sighs> I'm sorry i have it more together for you I love uh, putting out these Watt from Pedro shows much respect big love keep your powder dry